live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, off to the races yet again for another one for the archives. Really stoked for this one, man. Always joined with my homeboy, partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic. What's up, champ? Hey, I am excited to speak to Billy again. This is going to be exciting uh, considering some of the new revelations that uh, the United States government has released. And yes. Be fun, be fun to hear about this. And, and also, you know, current affairs that are going on and tie in maybe a little bit of uh, – that is Huxley on the scientific dictatorship. I'm sure Billy's pretty educated on that. Well, it's going to be interesting. And once again, he is joining us. He, I mean, look, I want to be Billy Carson when I grow up, ladies and gentlemen. The man has no difficulty keeping himself busy. I was following him. I don't even know. A few months ago, Billy, you were almost literally living in an airport or on a freaking plane, just yeah. bouncing all over the world. He is an author, a researcher, author of Compendium of the Emerald Tablets, uh, his new venture, uh, ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's Forbidden with a four. We're going to get into it. Billy, what's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, man. I'm glad to be back. I'm in this uh, you know, stationary lockdown mode, but I'm still busy, like you said, man. I'm just happy that you guys reached out to me and give me a chance to come back on your show. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you guys, I mean, this subject, as we've mentioned many a times, I mean, we we get easily mired down by the, the right, left, and more of the, for lack of a better term, terrestrial subjects. You, I mean, yeah. you were one of my favorite guests, his favorite subject, Matthew LaCroix, clearly, I mean, one of my, I mean, just mind-blowing stuff you guys do. You guys just did a video not too long ago with the two of you. I'm like, oh my God, this is a tag team champs about ready to just break it off. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just really sweet to see, man. And again, so, you know, obviously let us know what you've been doing. You got ForbiddenKnowledge.tv yeah. coming or going down right now. You've been working with Dame Dash, former mm-hmm. El Jefe with uh, Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records, man. What you been up to? Yeah. Oh, man, so much stuff. It's the, the the list is down the street and around the corner. Um, I'll start with the Forbidden Knowledge TV. So ForbiddenKnowledge.tv launched uh, about eight weeks ago now, uh, and it's my own streaming TV network, kind of like uh, you know other streaming networks like Netflix yeah. and, and Amazon Prime Video, except all of my content is conscious content. <clears throat> so it's content, you know, he- heavily curated content. A lot of it's me, uh, probably I would say 60% of the content up there right now are workshops, lectures, um, Egyptian mystery school teachings, hmm. esoteric wisdom teachings, technology talks and things like that. Um, there's hours and hours and hours of that. And then there's a lot of great speakers from uh, other re- well re- well-renowned, well-known speakers from all around the globe. Every- everybody from Nassim Haramain, uh, you know, to, uh, oh my God, uh, um, the, the list is people. People is really off the charts. Right. Um, uh, but we we have so many great speakers in there. It's just it's one of those things when you get in, you just start going from video to video, and you find yourself binging without even knowing that you're binging <laughs> on this knowledge. You know, I mean, it's just like it's just incredible, man. So I'm pretty excited about it, and uh, we're already moving very fast. A lot of great subs. I'm offering a I gave away a free Macintosh already to one person that's going to win Sunday on the handout, but the people who registered by midnight last night, next week I'm giving away another iMac computer brand new to the subscribers. So nice. we're just trying to find a way to give back to everybody, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, and you, like I said, you yeah. do it all the time. Your um, uh, Contact in the Desert series, I've been kind of checking that out. Um, you're, okay. you're definitely all around speaking, you know, spreading that word, dude. That's just fascinating. And, and then your, your work with Dame, well, how'd that come about, Dame Dash? Yeah, you know, uh, he was following my account, and I, I didn't even know. And uh, one day, Donnie Arcade said, hey, man, Dame Dash is, you know, following your account. And I was like, really? Wow. So I went to his account. Sure enough, he was following me. I followed him back. And then um, uh, he sent the direct message, you know, to talk about maybe doing some content for his network. And I contacted him back. He gave me his number. I called him. And he said, well, you know, anything you got, you want to put on my network, we'll do it. We can do it immediately. I said, mm-hmm. well, I'll hop on a plane tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, I hopped on a plane. And the next thing I know, I was at his house, inside of his house and at the top of Beverly Hills, Line of 210. Um, and, uh, you know, we worked it out and uh, started filming episodes. I think we've got about 20 episodes of content up on Dame Dash Studios right now, uh, which is great. Great, great, well-edited content. Uh, just very professional. He has a great facility, a great studio, great workers, man. They put in the work and, um, he's doing big things on his streaming network as well. His yeah. streaming network is phenomenal. So what was, I mean, was, did he have any kind of frame of reference for anything you were laying on him? Cause kind of you're, you're a late person. You, you do drop some yeah. mind blowing stuff. So did he have any kind of relative knowledge of any of the stuff you were laying on him? Uh, he has a general innate knowledge of, um, how the law of attraction works, how to how to manifest your reality. The fact he he does feel, uh, which in my opinion is true, that we're all of the divine nature that the creator is in us, so we should be able to create our own realities. Mm. He has a lot of those fundamental things already in him. Uh, a lot of the other stuff that I bring to him just, you know, that <laughs> blows his mind. He just he can barely, you know, he just he just he loves it though. Because, right. you know, it's it's not the norm and he doesn't go with the norm. So it's something totally out of the norm. And he really, really loves it. And uh, he's been very gracious to me, man. And I've soaked up a lot of knowledge from him and wisdom from him on the entertainment and business side. And uh, I'm sure he soaked up a lot of knowledge from me on the esoteric side. So it's a very good, uh, you know, balance. Yeah, a little symbiotic relationship. I mean, because honestly, I mean, we all wonder. I mean, the stuff you talk, stuff you talk about. I mean, it's where did yeah. we come from? Who are we? Mm-hmm. What is the nature of our reality, et cetera? So, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> I think anybody kind of resonates and. You know, when they hear you speak on, it's like, wow. I mean, even the most hardcore religious person, because a lot of your the, the research and evidence you have, whether it's the New Militia or Audra Hasis, this stuff yeah. precedes modern day religion. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, really tough to ignore. Yeah, it really is. And the way that I try to do it is I try to do it as tactful as possible without insulting or, may, or, be, or berating anybody, but giving them enough information for them to scratch their heads and go, maybe I need to look into this, you know? Right. <laughs> And, and, and then others who already had the, the general concept of what I'm saying and teaching, they couldn't they couldn't really wrap it up tight and make it a very simple understanding or a very simple statement. Yeah. But after they heard me talk about it, then they were able to put a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together and you get some type of internal confirmation of what they already been feeling and understanding in their own mind and that you know it makes them feel good. That's a great way to put it, too, because I think a lot of us do have that. I mean, because, again, in my opinion, I think yours as well, the essence. I mean, we are of the source. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think the, uh, Jim Morrison said we're, we're looking for something that's already found us. You know what I mean? It's just a yeah. matter of kind of us kind of uncovering it. Um, let me get I mean, getting into this. And again, I'm so glad to have you on mostly because I'm about to ask you. But all this stuff is so fascinating. I've been suffering from it. I'm sure the champ's been suffering from it. We are like in lockdown. I mean, this is. This is extremely, extremely stressful for a lot of people. You see domestic violence is rising, suicide rising, people mm-hmm. beating their animals. 
Talk to me. I mean, this is going to extend to a lot of our conversation. How big of a role our mind and our mindset has to do with how we react to this and how it impacts our reality around us? Because we talk about it all the time, Billy. They use these social engineers constantly use this fear based conditioning with us. And then which just it just takes over our lives, man. And so if you don't mind, man, talk to me about that and what that does to to not only our physical bodies, but our realities around us marinating in fear the way they have us doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they've done a phenomenal job over many eons, even just now, you know, the mainstream TV that's already pumping the fear. They've really perfected this now, how to get the fear pumping in a human being for many eons. And now with the uh, invention or the reinvention, I should say, of modern technology like radio and TV and Internet, these mainstream outlets, which call themselves like, you know, the overseers of the mainstream content, you know, you, you say something against them, they'll delete it. They have done a phenomenal job in continuously pumping fear. I remember the death toll is going to be 200,000 by May and yeah. you know, all these crazy numbers and, you know, and all these false positives that they don't want to talk about. But they've done a really good job. And so what happens is because um, they got you in that flight and fright mode all the time, you're... Your, um, your body's releasing a lot of cortisol, first of all, which is causing you to um, have another adverse effect on your actual physiology. It's uh, going to make you gain weight around the belly. It's going to bring your stress levels up, which is going to cause you to be able to lower your immune system, which is going to allow you to get sick. Another problem with this whole thing that they're doing with this fear pumping is because people are so fearful and their immune systems are dropping from fear, they're susceptible not only to get sick, but also to make themselves sick. Right. Actually, literally, you can make yourself physically ill with no virus, with no bacteria, with no intervention from the outside whatsoever, all internal. This is scientifically proven already. Right. Hey, Billy, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Your, your yeah, audio is kind okay. of going in and out. You'll be clear for a second. Oh, no. Then it'll kind of fade a bit. I don't know if you're on a okay. cell phone using Skype. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually, yeah. Okay, no, uh, no worries. I just wanted to make sure. All right, is it good in this spot here? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. All right, great. I'll stay right here in the spot. So so basically um, what happens is they've got they've got the fear pumping. They've got you believing that, um, you know, you could potentially die from this, which you can. We know this already, but it's all about mindsets, health, and immune systems. And when your fear is pumping so hard and you're completely, um, you know, going almost schizophrenic over this thing, you can literally make yourself sick. You can physically, without any external sources, without any viruses or bacteria from the outside coming in, internally you can create a sickness in your own body mm. uh, with the mind and this happens all the time so uh you know, it's, a, it's a really crazy thing not only that your frequency the frequency the resonant frequency of your body drops and when it drops you now have less access or less power or access to the law of attraction uh, the ability to manifest the ability to reprogram your dna the ability to have a positive mindset a positive outlook on things and be optimistic all those things start to degrade and disappear once you, um, you know, operating in fear. They know that when you're in fear, that's what happens. So they keep pumping the fear nonstop, nonstop fear. So that all you can do is worry, 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 and allow them to, whenever they say jump, you're going to jump. Right. Period. That's yeah. how it works. You know, that's literally what they've, they've manipulated this thing so well. Not just this COVID-19, but so many other things. Yes. And I'm not saying that COVID-19 hasn't killed anybody. I know people that actually had it. My own daughter had it. It's a real thing that does exist, first of all. Yeah. But the amount of fear that they've pumped around it versus other things that I think are actually more deadly than it, 
you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and we say it all the time. They've kind of piggybacked a whole bunch of stuff of, you know, almost yeah. dog training. You got to wear a mask. You got to, you know, these, these right. kind of different mechanisms to control our society. And, you know, not alone, not, not uh, the collapse of the economy, the decimation of the middle class, like, you know, this global yeah. shutdown. And I mean, that's kind Listen, of they've yeah. dominated it now. It's over. I mean, it's it's rich and poor. There's no in between. Yeah. I mean, and it was overnight. It was like almost literally yeah. within a month. They completely turned mm-hmm. turned society upside down. That's right. And they, they proved now we can even once you've proved that you could turn sports off, you've now completely completed your mission. <laughs> no games. You can turn off yeah. <laughs> when the circus goes down and, they, and, and, you know, and they're fighting for the bread instead of you. <laughs> And it's, it's 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 game over. And, and that is that is very true. I mean, going back to whoever built the Coliseum, I think it was Justinian or Vespasian. One of the two. The whole point was to distract the masses. And now they've right. taken that away from us. And now we're not even distracted. We're just. I mean, I don't even know. Just in that in that limbic fight or flight, like you said. And in, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's another fascinating aspect of kind of uh, the mentalism, if you will. And I know you've called it that, or mm-hmm. that's what it's called, yeah. because uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Bruce Lipton, his book, The Biology of Belief. Your thought process dictate your biology. That's right. And that's just not even that's not even new age business. That is straight science. That's right. Straight real science. Not mysticism, not, you know, conspiracies. And um, you know, that's why it's so important that when these kind of things happen, the first thing you need to do is well I do, I'll tell you what I do. I go into a meditation right away. So as soon as I heard about this COVID-19, and the first, first was the coronavirus, and I heard about the I heard about it, I heard about it, I was only in China. It's like, I was going to really do too much. I didn't really think anything of it. I'm in, I'm in Australia, out in the bush at this time, and by the time I get back to the States, it becomes a big issue. And I'm like, wow. So the first thing I did was, instead of going into panic mode, I sat myself down, and I went to a meditation for about 30 minutes, just to clear my mind, clear my, my, my energy field, get some cosmic energy coming into my consciousness, and then regroup myself and now go into logical problem-solving mode. Yes, yes. See, when you're operating from emotion, now you can, you're going to make mistakes. <clears throat> yeah. Emotion will allow you to make crazy mistakes. When you operate from a logical state, a logical mindset, now you can make calculated decisions that to your own benefit. So that's the mode that I like to go into. So the first thing I did was I said, hmm, this is just getting ready to pop off. So I think... Groceries are probably going to be scarce. So I went on Amazon.com and I ordered two months worth of food online. This is before Amazon was going crazy and nobody can get delivery. Right, right, right. Two months worth of food showed up at my house the next day. Okay, I got that done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The following week, people were like, I waited in line for three hours to get this food. I'm like, wow. You know, <laughs> I had two months of food already. I already had made all the other arrangements that I needed to make. To be able to reset the way that I'm operating all from the house. I built my green screen studio. I got everything up and running and ready to go. Got my extra mics, got all my tripods, got everything I needed. I contacted all my kids and, and instructed them on what to do next. I got my extra ammo for my gun. I got all my stuff. <laughs> and then, hey, you know, second amendment. And I you. just sat back and I watched everybody go through skeleton. You know, so. It's about logic, man. It's about logic and clearing that energy field, regrouping, and being able to make logical decisions 
think ahead of the game. Be on top of the wave. Don't allow the wave to crash over you. And that's and that's yeah. a, a very good point, man. And not even just about this. People are so reactive about everything as opposed right. to being proactive. And I think that's a huge yes. component in, again, like you said, you know, your mindset and your overall your energy and your vibe and, you know, your env- the environment you create. Pat, jump on. Yeah, that was important. Uh, Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That was that was important because I had that question of, you know, because a lot of this uh, stress can come from basically understand what's going on, having known what was going on before it happened. um, Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, you know, anybody like ourselves that was following global bank stocks knew that this was coming. They were paying attention. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I told people not to invest in the in the stock market because the collapse was going to happen this spring right now, i.e. now. And so there is some stress there when you know stuff's coming. And for five years, you know, Jeff and I have had this show and talked about it. And it keeps coming true. Bro, I don't want to be right anymore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's the thing that that's the thing that it causes. Because you're like, hey, listen, man, this is like the Jeff says, look, this is test time now that the, the, the studying is over with. It's test time and Americans better wake up. And so it's it's just this look, man. I, I'm tired of telling you guys what's coming, yeah. and you're not listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I even oh, break absolutely. it down to a more simple analogy. Someone's like Billy's flying down the street in his jeep. Hey, whoa, whoa, Billy, stop! The bridge is out. You know what I mean? Don't go. The bridge is out, bro. And you're like, go fuck yourself, and you floor it, and you go you go off the bridge that's not there. That's almost how we feel sometimes, and it is exhausting, yeah. bro. And I, again, I try to it balance is. that. You can't save everybody. Everyone's got their own lane. Is going to think how they want to think. You, you know, you can't assume you're going to change everybody's mind. But you know, you want yeah. people to be safe and you want them to see what's going on. But you know, not everybody will. Not everybody will. I mean, look back in November of 2019 on my Forbidden Knowledge Facebook account and my Forbidden Knowledge Instagram story, I posted that Ray Dalio, an article that I got for I think it was CNBC News. Uh, uh, Ray Dalio, the author and hedge fund operator, he he runs a $150 billion hedge fund. Uh, And uh, he put a $1.5 billion put in options, which means he bet the market would crash for March of 2020. I reported this in on uh, November the uh, I think it was November. 15th, I saw 16th. that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, and then the people will comment, "You're an alarmist," and that, but you know, okay, whatever. And you know, right around because I trade options almost every day. Right around the middle of February, I said, "Hmm, this is getting wild." I backed out. I said, "I need to take a step back." Mm-hmm. And then I went to Australia, and when I got back, right on time, man, right when this guy said it was going to go down. And they made about a hundred billion dollars off of that Jeez. put. <laughs> so what did, I mean, just, I mean, was he, cause we know this was planned to some degree. Bill Gates was doing yeah. his event 2020. We got Feinstein <laughs> and other Congress people selling stocks, uh-huh. Bezos. Did he, was he hip to yeah. it some, that far ahead of time? Well, he, when you run a hedge fund that large, all the elites are in your fund, you know, $150 billion hedge fund. And he only put one, he only put 1% of it on the market. 1.5 billion is only 1% of the fund. But he's in there with all the big boys, so he had a tip-off. He knew. Now, I don't know if he knew specifically coronavirus, but he knew that March of 2020, that something, according to probably who in his inner circle, that something was going to crash global markets, and he put a $1.5 billion put. And the whole world went crazy when he did that because they were like, what do you know that we don't know? Yeah. Well, what he knew was this pandemic was coming because that's the only thing that crashed the markets. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, and I think it, it just served, as I've said before, it just served as a camouflage jacket over the biggest economic collapse and robbery of the middle class in world history. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. This is really uh, now the 
you know, you have the have the has and have not securely. This is exactly what's gonna it's gonna roll over to. Um, that it's gonna be really amazing. But it's also gonna create some new un uh, unrealized uh, super entrepreneurs as well that are gonna see find the different opportunities that you can weave your way through in this whole uh, situation. Yeah, yeah the, you know what's what's alarming on a on a financial side also is the massive amount of of you know energy. Um, you know, like, like like the West Texas oil fields that China uh, just bought up. They own the Chicago Stock Exchange. The Chung Chungin Casson uh, Enterprise Group, mm-hmm. uh, from my research, says that they own own uh, uh, the Chicago Stock Exchange. You know, the the Dalian Wanda Group uh, owns AMC and and Carmlike Cinemas. They they own movie studios in this in this country. They tried to buy Paramount. Uh, Viacom rejected that. Luckily, Smithfield Foods, which is one of the largest food processing uh, companies that owns 2,000 American farms, is owned by a Chinese corporation. You know, you can go on and on down the list, and it's it's terrifying. They run the yeah. Panama Canal, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong. But... They own everything. They own most of the Bahamas. They own most of um, Miami. They own a lot of these areas now, and they've also found out something. They take they took a page out of the Rothschild book and Rockefeller book. You can just print money, <laughs> and so they just started printing money, man, and lending money to governments, and at interest rates that they knew the governments could never pay back. So that when you can't, you know, when you when you can't pay your fit, we'll just take over part of your government. We'll put a military <laughs> base. We'll take some of your land, and so they've just gone around the planet, really masterminding, taking over the world, and I mean a very covert way. Overt but covert at the same time. Yeah, no, uh, the one but one road. That's that you know the rail route, the road route, the maritime route. They, they did that same thing with Sri Lanka. I think it was uh, Sri Lanka mm-hmm. owed them some money. You can't pay it. All yeah. right, we're just going to build a base here, which is you know a key part of that. I think they call it the string of pearls down there. You know, South China Sea, etc. But yeah, I mean, as a part of this, and you know, I, I, let me get your thoughts on this, bro. We say on the show a lot, and I'd say it. I mean, this is all freaking WWE. We had a former Bear Stearns guy on the other day. He was like, yeah, publicly, Daniel Patrick Moynihan and, and Alphonse D'Amato, they hit each other. They went, they went at each other, and I went into some private club or whatever, and they're hugging, talking, hanging out. Because, like, dude, it's all a show, man. And so, yeah. and I honestly believe that. So even now, as we all argue about right, left, and did China do it? And like, man, this is a war against China. For me, I think everything is so economically interdependent anymore. I think behind the scenes, everybody's kind of working together to some degree. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's some kind of it's some kind of very strange uh, um, uh, practice, or um, it's like a tug. It's like a very strange tug of war that's been orchestrated. And uh, practice, like in other words, you tuck this way a little bit. Okay, now we're gonna pull back this way a little bit. Okay, now you go. Now you pull. Now yeah. You pull a little bit. Okay, we're gonna tuck back. You know, it's just a weird dance that's going on. Um, it kind of reminds me of the fake Cold War. You know, America. I remember having being in school in the 1970s. Okay, we gotta get underneath the desk because you know we gotta practice for a nuclear explosion. Like, that was cover. Shit, I'm going, guys. If this bomb goes off, getting under this desk is not gonna save us. <laughs> really. and i'm like what are you guys doing and but you know but come to find out russia and america the best of buddies the best of friends sharing in sciences sharing in space exploration and there was never going to be any war whatsoever it was all posturing and generated trillions of dollars in revenue trillions of dollars in revenue guess what it did also get their body in ceremony Yes. If you can, man, try to find a sweet spot in there because we're losing you a little bit. We're just, we can still hear you. Oh, wow. 
Okay, I'm in the same spot. Wow. So, you know, that's um, that's what happened, man. And um, I think so. You look, you fast forward to what we have now. It's just the same story, you know, different page of the book. Yeah. Um, you know, and they find a way. And I think that, um, you know, that Harvard, I think it was Professor Lieberman at the Harvard University. Yes. Who got busted by the feds and the CIA for creating this nanobot viral technology. Yes which was then uh, taken out of there by two espionage agents from China that were posing as students. And uh, he was doing that for, I think, like 50 grand a week. Yep. And, you know, that stuff made it back to Wuhan. So this is all correlated. This is all planned. This is all orchestrated in a way where, okay, it comes from over here, it goes over there. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, so whoever's behind money, you know, they're playing both sides of the fence. Yes, always. That's always how it works. And I, I mean, going back decades, I think this has been planned, not just the supposed pandemic, but the economic reset. And I want to mm. get your thoughts on that, man, because, you know, like I said, it's, it's social, it's political, it's economic. And a large part of what I see, I see as China being the beta test. <clears throat> and like Pat alluded to in the beginning, man, you know, we got the Navy coming out with their old footage about, you know, supposed UFOs. We literally have this train of lights in the sky that it's not even like hypothetical or conspiracy. I mean, we all see it now. And yep. I think, you know, this is a part of this new 5G, Internet of Things, smart grid, etc. With, again, China being the beta test, they'll get rid of cash. You know, yeah, you can go to a UFC fight. You can go to a basketball game, but you got to have this band or something. you got to have something, some kind of mark that shows you've been vaccinated. And if you don't get it like China, your social credit score drops and you can't travel on mass transit, etc. What do you talk? What do you think about this literally this next evolution, the space agency, smart grid, et cetera. Yeah, that's exactly where they want to go. You know, uh, Tesla's launching, I think, 2000 satellites to create this this uh, Wi-Fi grid around the planet. But it can be used for multiple things, not just giving out free Wi-Fi. It's yeah. going to be able to track every single human being on this entire planet. Um, it'll be able to tap into other devices near the ground, near to where you may be to scan for body temperatures and bio readings and everything else and faces and everything, facial recognition. And I really do think that they're moving towards a way where uh, you've got to have this barcode or this QR code that says you're free of the virus and you got to go get so many tests a year, probably potentially, um, you know, to, to show that you're, you're okay. And then that gives you access to VIP. It gives you access to <laughs> first class flights, yeah. if you, you know, and then, you know, things like that. So I just think that's probably what the whole, the thing behind this, it could be moving towards. Now, I'm not saying for sure, uh, but if you think like they think. That, well, I mean, that it's the technocracy they've been planning on since the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Right. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. another part of this, and you've, you've mentioned this, and I, I really want to get your thoughts on this because I found it fascinating. I think, you know, the, the eugenicists, the Rockefellers, et cetera, first started out with eugenicism. It didn't quite work, so they kind of morphed it into yeah. climate change, all of these ways to kind of demonize human beings while creating this technocracy. And I think yeah. to expedite that, because that stopped playing well, they're, they're using this COVID thing to also change the game. Going off on, not on, on climate change, and I don't really necessarily want to get into necessarily the veracity of the studies, but we talked about it many times on the show and bringing up why don't people talk about the role of the sun in this and if you don't mind talk about because you broke it down so <laughs> exactly. you broke it down so great the not just the role the sun's playing with us but throughout the solar system mm -hmm. yeah you know it's really interesting uh this whole global warming thing i've been analyzing since the very beginning and initially i started saying hmm, this is pretty interesting so i said let me start researching this global warming and finding out more about it is it part of a natural cycle or not 
and I came across some incredible ice core research. And this ice core research, uh, and I came across several uh, really high quality, uh, well vetted presentations about ice core research until I came across one that was done by Greg Braden, which to me was the best of the best. Greg Braden from an episode of Missing Links. And um, the ice core research was all done by real scientists, you know, geologists. It gives you the rise and fall of temperatures and global warming over thousands and thousands of years. And you, uh, you, you'll know, you can, by looking at this ice core research, you can predict the future of this planet uh, geologically. Uh, and right now, we're in the exact spot where we're supposed to be in a global warming period, exactly where we're supposed to be. And we're actually not even as warm as we've been in previous global warming periods. Right. Now, you tie that into the fact that NASA has done extensive research to SOHO satellites on the sun, the solar maximum and solar minimums, and the fact that they kind of correlate uh, this very rare type of a maximum correlates with this orbit of an additional star in our solar system called a brown dwarf star. This brown dwarf star was discovered a few years ago. It's orbiting just outside the orbit of Pluto, but in the inner Oort cloud area, not the outer Oort cloud. Outer Oort cloud would be outside of our solar system. It's on the inner Oort cloud area, which means it's part of our solar system, and it has planets orbiting it, and it orbits our sun. Wow! Wow! Now, as, this is mainstream peer-reviewed science. This is actually, you know, this anybody can look this up. So we live in a binary solar system. One giant yellow star and the other star, or white star, really, you know, it looks yellow from this perspective on Earth at times. But uh, then also you have the brown dwarf, which is a, a failed star. In other words, it almost got enough nuclear energy to get going into a yellow star, but it didn't quite make it. So, But it has the same gravitational mass. So now you have these gravitational waves emanating from this massive object that's moving around our star and is sending these gravitational waves uh, through the star itself, through our yellow sun, our white sun, and it's creating a weird solar maximum, which uh, which then increases the heat going out to the solar system. And another thing it does, it actually creates these gravitational waves that emanate and ripple through all the planets and moons. And that is a specific type of friction that agitates atoms and creates friction, which generates heat. That's how your microwave works. You shake the atoms up in your food, and boom, automatically the food's hot. Hmm. It heats up from the inside out. Same thing is happening with these gravitational waves, which were discovered three years ago and officially admitted that they exist. So you have the gravitational waves from the brown dwarf. You have them also interacting with our sun, creating an, uh, a very weird type of solar maximum event. And then you have uh, uh, you know, all the other stuff that we've done ourselves, which is just a very small amount to contribute to right. what's happening with the global warming. But the ice cores tell the whole story. We're not even as hot as we've ever been in the past before cars and exhaust pipes and farting cows and everything right. else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, volcanoes. I mean, geez, those guys spit out. Right. Those things spit out way more CO2 than. Well, and kind of uh, mixing within that, I mean, just more kind of mind-blowing stuff. You also said in a video I was checking out. <clears throat> that this solar system was not originally part of the Milky Way galaxy. The one we're in wasn't, uh, how did that work out? I mean, I was, yeah. Yeah, so now this is more peer-reviewed, real science that can be vetted and looked up. It's actually being taught now in colleges. The fact that our solar system is called, originated from somewhere else, is called the Sagittarius Dwarf Galaxy. Not the Sagittarius Constellation. Don't get, to, not to get confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Sagittarius dwarf galaxy now our galaxy that we originate from sagittarius is still in the process of merging with the milky way galaxy as we speak it's a process that takes millions of years 
And right now, the Milky Way is gobbling up this Sagittarius dwarf galaxy. And right at the pinpoint where the two galaxies interconnect at one of them is where our solar system is sitting. And scientists now conclude, based off of modeling, computer modeling, that we were put here or our, our, our solar system dropped into this galaxy in the Milky Way during the process of this merger between the Sagittarius dwarf and the Milky Way. And then eventually, in a few million years, we will merge with the uh, Andromeda galaxy, and it'll be the Milkometer galaxy. So this is a part of a natural process of science and astrophysics. And, um, you know, we're not even from here. So in, in Texas, we actually are aliens even to the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's a trip, man. That's yeah. heavy. Well, and the yeah, role man. in all this, and we've heard, I mean, these new discoveries, I remember when I first started, I think it was the 12th planet, maybe Zachariah Sitchin's book, and they talk about this whatever planet, they call it Nibiru, Planet X, that comes in this 3,600-year 3, uh, interval. We, mm -hmm. the, NASA said it, where there was a huge planet out there, whatever you want to call it, Planet X. Talk to me about yeah. your thoughts on that. Is that something that's in that elliptical orbit that will return soon? Is it just out? I mean, what are your thoughts on this Planet X? Yeah. It's a real thing. Well, that's basically now what they're saying is orbiting this brown dwarf star. So if you go back to some of my earliest work, you realize that I kept telling people that planet X is not a free-floating rogue planet. It orbits a brown dwarf. It's actually one of the very first posts I put on Forbidden Knowledge on Instagram back in 2011. Uh, so basically, it's a brown dwarf. I gave the coordinates to it. I looked it up on WorldWideTelescope.org, and uh, I put the satellite into two-mass infrared mode so that I can see very, very faint objects because you can't see a brown dwarf with the naked eye. So you have to go to two-mass infrared mode, just look for heat. And uh, that's how I picked it up, right outside the constellation of Pluto, uh, uh, facing, uh, um, um, what do you call that, um, uh, the uh, constellation of uh, Leo. And uh, it's right there, exactly there. And that's moving. This is the same brown dwarf that now astrophysicists and astronomers are saying it's orbiting our sun. But instead of 3,600 years, they're saying that it orbits every 4,200 years, according to the one that came on Fox News uh, about a year and a half ago. So uh, they're saying 4,200 years, whether it's 3,600 or 4,200, this is the object that has planets orbiting it, potentially this Nibiru uh, planet, which is mentioned in the Enuma Elish in the Seven Tablets of Creation. Uh, and this, this mini solar system has been captured gravitationally by our solar system and is in, a, and it's in this interlocked orbit now with each other. So it's a real thing. It's a real planet. It really does exist, and it's orbiting this brown dwarf, and there may be people that have come from there to here. Mind-melting. Yep. Yeah, man. Patrick, you got anything from a man? I still got some questions here. No, by are all you, means, keep are going. You in, I, in listening mode, that's always fun wait, to be listening with Billy. The last time, look, the last time Billy came on, I just sat and listened. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I, I, I'm not learning when I'm talking with Billy. Well, and that's that's and honestly, man. That's why I love having you on. Like Matthew, like the more the more questions I think I get answered, I just have more questions, man. Because it's like it's never this like, oh, I got it now. Yeah, but you I know, understand. as we move forward, man, as you as you talked about, you know, with with mentalism and you know the biology of belief and our mindset kind of controls our body and our reality, et cetera. How do I question this? It's um, you, you had a great phrase, and tell me, explain this phrase and how we could learn from this because I think we are so polarized and divided. And we were even saying before this whole thing started, leading up to the twenty twenty election, they've got us divided in so many different groups, racial, religion politics etc it was just a powder cake and now with this they just laid a whole another layer and a group to be divided on you know is this bullshit is this real yeah. you know are they lying to us about the numbers 
and it's kind of a long way around to ask this question. The, the phrase or the term, I'm, I'm probably massacring this, in la kek a la kin. I yeah. am another you. Talk to me yeah. about that and how we can learn from that, man, because we're so freaking polarized. Like Eckhart Tolle said, man, we get too divided and too caught up in our life situation. And our life is we are infinite conscious awareness, but we allow these different life situations to divide us. Talk to me how we can yeah. learn from that phrase, bro. Yeah, it's a massive phrase. The phrase is in la kek a la kin. It's a very uh, ancient Mayan saying, and it means I am another you. And what it really means is if, if everybody understood the power in that one statement, that the person that you're talking to, like you're talking to me right now, but you're, you're interviewing me, but you're really, really interviewing yourself. Hmm. And when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Why? Because it's only one consciousness. It's only one, one main source of consciousness that actually exists. We're just aspects of that same one consciousness. Mm. And the reason why it's powerful is because once I realize that, now I have to treat you with respect. Now I have to treat you with love because how I treat you is how I'm treating myself. You see? Right. So how you actually treat somebody is a way is, is a way that you're treating yourself because that person is another aspect or another part of you that you may not realize it, but when you understand how energy works, then you begin to go, oh, wow, they're just another piece of being on a different frequency. And so once you begin to have empathy and, and exercise unconditional love towards others and being of service to others and respect and dignity towards others, then this whole planet changes. Now the divide and conquer wouldn't work anymore. It would collapse. All this, I'm a Democrat, no, I'm a Republican. There is no such thing as a Democrat. There is no such thing as a Republican. The only thing that does exist are these oligarchs that torture men worldwide, period. <laughs> Very There's true. nothing else. There is no black, there is no white, Hispanic, and and, and Asian and all this, because if I strip your skin off, it's going to be nothing but red meat and nervous systems and bones. Okay, uh, it's an incredible yeah. way to put it, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, come on, this is not, yeah. just not race. What they got now, we got to stand six feet apart. So right. You know, <laughs> well, and that's not to say again. That's not to say like you're some kind of pacifist. Like you said, you're exercising yeah. your Second Amendment. If somebody comes to threaten you, then you know you yeah, kind of done cross the line from being my brother because it's either me or you, and it ain't going to be me. That's that's what people try to get mixed up too. I say, well, how come you got a you know, weapon? How come you protect you got, you know, you, you try to protect yourself? Well, listen, there's something you have to understand. Even though everybody's another aspect of you, that doesn't mean every aspect of you is good. We all have yin and yang inside of us. Everybody has good, everybody has bad inside of every single one of us. And not one person is is can escape that. Right. And so if a person's coming sideways at me and they're looking to attack this aspect of me, and I have my own self-preservation. Uh, wisdom that's going to allow me to say, okay, I need to protect myself. If that's the case, then I need to send this person back into the reincarnation cycle. It is what it is. It just, it just, I've never heard it put that way. That's incredible. <laughs> That'd be great if that was like on a that was like on a gangster rap album. Boy, I'm about to put you back in your re reincarnation cycle, son. Better back up. Uh, you got to understand, man. You know, you could separate a person's spirit from the avatar body in a split second yes. if you need to. Now, you don't want to have to do that. Obviously, you're gonna. I'll do everything I can to avoid that situation. Right. But now, come becoming, you know, I'm a public figure. I'm out there. People recognize me where I go, and I've had a few crazy stalkers. Some have I had to get a restraining order put against. Um, you know, just because you know, people. I think this information it um, it's so powerful and so strong. Uh, a lot of it that people who are already on the borderline of maybe a slight insanity or schizophrenia. Yeah, it pushes them over the edge, and they don't know how to come back. They can't reel themselves back in. 
Right. Um, and, and it's unfortunate, yeah. you know. The the mind, I won't. I would. I would try to keep my curses to a minimum. But the uh, the mind f can be significant. I mean, when you yes. again have been raised in a certain dogmatic, very rigid fashion. I mean, yeah. I, I say it all the time on the show. That's why in like Star Wars, no, we don't start training people to be Jedi's after a certain age, or you know, in the Matrix, yeah. we don't want to red pill somebody after they're too old because their, their mind just freaking explodes. I mean, you, right. you probably already answered this, but as we, I think a part of this recent, we've talked about it on the show, <clears throat> is not just a physical one necessarily. There's also a spiritual aspect to this. But then mm-hmm. you also have people fit in their physical world tired of this, man. I mean, whatever you want to call it, tyranny. These guys are horrible with their models, and then we don't get to make a living. You know what I mean? The, the level of insanity of, of the reaction not matching the threat is affecting millions and millions of people. Middle class is gone. Businesses are gone. So people are teasing all the time about Civil War II, Civil War II. From a physical standpoint, there's a part of me that gets that going to your level of talking about self-preservation. But I think this is, from a larger standpoint, a spiritual war. What do you think about this being a spiritual war versus just a physical war? I think both are are viable. In the the world we live in, we got to have self-preservation. But from a larger standpoint... Well, think, the, the best yeah. way to affect masses also is always through the spiritual concept, because you, when, in, when in spiritual war, you, you basically affect it's a war against energy. You know, how can my energy overpower your energy? Can I use a frequency that can cancel your frequency out? Because once your frequency is canceled out, then that's it. What happens if you take the resonant frequency of a wine glass and project it against itself? The wine glass explodes and breaks into pieces. The same thing happens to society. The same thing happens to all the uh, citizens of the world when you get them in that, uh, you know, in that mind state that, of that frequency, and they have mastered the frequencies of spirituality and how to adjust it, how to control, and also mm. use it to destroy. So what's happening right now? It is a spiritual war, and uh, what's what they're what they're looking to do is to, uh, uh, you know, I guess I like these word fractalize people even more, break them out into other small smaller parts and pieces. Some will rise up and still succeed, and but the majority of them won't, and be and they'll allow themselves to be put under more control. Now, here's what we have to do as a mass of people on the planet. Because the last I checked, two weeks ago, we were up to 7.7 billion people on Earth now. 7.7 billion people, and only 100 families control everything we hear, see, smell, touch, feel, and can do, right, right, and even right. eat. That that's gotta that's gotta come to an end. So. At some point, we have to look in the mirror and point the finger back at ourselves and say, we allowed this to happen to ourselves. Yep. There's no way in the world that 7.57 billion people should allow this to happen. Now, we've got to go back to the, what we were just talking about. We've got to go back to brotherly love, unconditional love. Forget this divide and conquer tricks that they're trying to give us. And then we've got to unite. What do we have to do? We can't panic. We have to organize. What do we need to do? We need to uh, stop participating in their system. And we just there proved that we could. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Look, nothing going on out here. We're all alive. Everybody was like, when I suggested this a few years ago, people were like, you're crazy. It'll never happen. Well, it happened now, and we're, I'm I'm breathing. You're breathing. Yeah. And people are struggling and hurting. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, we're making it through for weeks and weeks. If we were to organize something like this and do this all at one, all on one accord, we can collapse the system in one week. And that's what we've been saying, man. The only reason this can go on is because we participate in it. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And again, I mean, we've talked about, you know, Civil War II, Civil War II possible. I mean, it's like I would rather change. I would rather change your mind than beat the shit out of you and or shoot you. You know what I mean? Because once your mindset's changed, your behavior is going to follow that. 
But again, mm-hmm. if you're coming knocking on my door and talking about I need to see your kid and get this vaccine, we're about to help yeah. you out with that transition to the reincarnation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I hear you. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, it. it's a delicate balance because like you said, all of these, you know, when they have us in that fear mode, we're at our root chakra, our lowest energy. We just, like you said, man, deal with these things from a standpoint of power, not reacting out of fear. And I think, again, that it sounds overstated and, you know, probably easier said than done. But I think that's so crucial because, you know, like you said, man, they got seven billion of us just just rocking us to sleep with whatever nonsense it is this year, whether it's 9-11, Gulf of Tonkin, whatever it is, they they just rock yeah. us to sleep with lies. Nonstop. And we keep, you know, when I was a kid. And uh, it was the uh, was, who was it after Jimmy Carter? Was it Ronald Reagan after Jimmy Carter? Yeah, I think it was yeah Jimmy Carter and Reagan. And I so I watched the whole Jimmy Carter thing go off, and you know he was a good guy and everything. But I just noticed around me, I was living in a very bad ghetto, and I noticed the ghetto got worse. And I said, hmm, this doesn't make any sense to me. So I said to me right away, I said, this voting for for presidents is fake. It doesn't work. I said hmm. that out loud, told my my parents and everything. Next thing you know, Ronald Reagan goes in. I watch it again. I watch all the adults race to do this voting thing again, and I look to see what happened. And four, another, four more years go by, uh, at least up until the time when he got shot. I noticed that 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 uh, he got shot in the groin at one time. And then, but I looked around. And I said, "Hmm, nothing changed. Not well, it got worse." So I knew that this whole voting thing and all this stuff was in the crack cocaine, all the drugs, and all it was getting worse. The more they talked about it on exactly. TV about not doing it, the worse it got. And I said, "This is ridiculous. This is a big scam." So now here I am now, many decades later, I'm still looking at these adults racing to these voting booths to fight over who they're going to. You know what I do? I go to the thing every four years to the voting box, and I put my own name on the ballot. <laughs> I write my name on the ballot, and I, I submit it. <laughs> I submit it. President and, and then I post it on Instagram. <laughs> That's what I just started doing the last, uh, the, this last, you'll see it on my coach, Billy Carson, my Billy Carson official Instagram. And the reason why I do that is because I am my own president. Right. I don't care who's in this office they're calling the White House. I don't care who's in this legislature, who's in the Congress. I don't care who's the senator. I don't care who's the mayor. I don't care who's the police sheriff. I don't care, man. I don't care. You know what I care about? I care about how I create my own reality. And because I'm riding on top of the wave, I'm not at the bottom of the wave waiting for it to crash off because I'm on the top of the wave and seeing everything as it's coming. I'm able to maneuver through this matrix in a way that the average person can't and won't be able to do right. because I've gotten to the top of that wave. This is a, this is a ascended mindset, and it's a, a mindset of this, of complete discernment, and you're riding closer almost to real time because we're not really in real time. We're, but when you're in that discernment, discernment level, is really high. You're close, very close to real time, and you can make split decision, split-second decisions and moves that people can't even see coming before they even come. And but the average person's at the bottom of that way, just waiting for it to crash over their head. Yeah. So they can react. It's too late by then. Yeah. Dude, you know, so we, dude, just, we got I, to get people though. I, I would I'm sorry, I wish I wish you lived next door to me because you're so enlightened. Uh, I'd want to be your bodyguard for free just to hang out with you. <laughs> right. Just to get I'm not nuggets. even kidding, man. <laughs> man, it's for real. But I'm going to bounce here around a little bit. Yeah. But with the 5G, the Internet of Things, everything about that coming up, I think we had a guest on talking about 5G. And I was mm-hmm. wondering, how do I say this? You know, as much as we try to root ourselves to source and elevate our consciousness and tap into whatever kind of energy that is, do you think this Internet of Things, these frequencies they're going to hit us with is going to interfere with our ability to tap into that kind of source? I think that's what they're trying to do. So. 
because there's so many of us uh, and so many of us on slightly different frequencies, um, they know they can't get everybody. But uh, the frequencies will definitely affect a massive amount of people and also their offspring. So they're trying to – we're starting to become a little too woke now. And so <laughs> – uh, I mean, so as, as newer, more kids are being born, like my daughter, she's 29, she's having her first baby in June, you know, all this thing is going to affect this new generation a lot more than it's going to affect the existing generation. A lot of people that are alive right now are panicking like crazy, but I think this, this, uh, this frequency war is targeted more towards the next generation and the generation after. They're trying to nip it in the bud, you know, kind of like when you read the old biblical and the old Testament. Uh, you know, when uh, the Pharaoh thought that uh, this Jesus character was born and he, he went and sent his army to start slaying all the firstborns and, you know, in town and everything else. You know, so yeah. it's one of those kind of things. Like, how can we go back in time in their mindset and eliminate the problem like the Terminator movie, you know? Yeah. Before yeah. It happens. yeah. Yeah. And that's where I've that. kind of wondered, too. It's like, they're the, I mean, as much as, you know, they want to get rid of some old heads, too, I think the focus of their next, because, you know, we do moment-to-moment stuff. They're they're playing chestnut checkers, so they're 20, 30 years right. out. So they're, yeah, definitely yeah. looking at um, the next generations. Um, so do you think, I mean, we've, I mean, it's just crazy now. The Navy announces whatever they announced. We're seeing lights in the sky that aren't some random couple lights. I mean, yeah. a train of 30 to 50 to 70 lights just going across the mm-hmm. sky. Clearly, they're saying they're satellites, et cetera. And, you know, with the space agency, do you think we're going to see some measure of real disclosure or some kind of soft disclosure? Or do you and do you think like a project blue beam could be added into something like that to create uh, the notion of whatever aliens or ships to, you know, that whole problem reaction solution? We've already set up the space agency, which is another branch of the military. So it's like we it's there now. Mm -hmm. But are they going to use this supposed threat to, you know, start some wars in space now? there's a couple ways to look at it. One way is the first part is I don't think that there's any threat from any outside uh, alien race, except for the greys who I believe do abduct people under an agreed, agreed act that they've, um, uh, you know, been given ability. They've been given to take a certain amount of people. And I, I think that's real. Uh, I think that they really do that, but they could have wiped us off the face of this planet a very, very long time ago. Right. This, this breeding program, or whatever they're running, I'm not sure, but there are various different, races of aliens and a lot of them look just like us but we look just like them and i do believe that we're being observed on a consistent basis especially more than ever right now as you see lights are lighting up all over the skies all over the planet they are coming here this coronavirus COVID 19 is a huge beacon and how is it a beacon when you shut down a planet the information about that travels throughout the entire galaxy the fact that this planet got shut down the way it did that frequency, that information gets out, it goes out, it spreads around just like gossip. They're all here observing because why? Because they're waiting to see. I believe that there is assistance available to us, but it's not going to be given. You don't give a baby assistance. The baby can't crawl yet. You're not going to teach you. You're not going to stand up. Okay, start walking now. The baby's got to learn how to get up on his knees. First, hold his neck up. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Roll over on his stomach, get up on the knees, and then you know flop down and, and squinch across the carpet a few times. Eventually, get up on these and crawl. Then get up on the edge of a couch and start trying to take a step or two. Now, when when you take a step or two, the first thing that happens, the baby's going to fall. These beings, uh, to me, are here watching. This is a gigantic reality show on a scientific level. Uh, and they're in observance of, to see how are these 7.7 billion people going to respond to this situation? How are they going to respond to uh, the rulers and the elites that are controlling them? Just want to see, how, are they, they going to take a step forward? Are they going to get up and lean on that couch 
Yeah. Can they crawl yet? Can they take two steps and fall down? Maybe we can help them up on third step. But they're waiting for us to grow up. There, a lot of people are out here preaching this, this alien rapture, and we're going to be raptured away, and we're going to be, and all this, and they're coming to help us and bail us out. The only pre- person that's come here to save you is yourself. Period. There's nobody coming to save you. There's nobody coming to save us. We haven't now. If we were walking a little bit, I would say, you know what? We got a chance to get a helping hand. But when you create an ant, an ant farm and you put the sand in there, you put the ants in there, and you drop a, a piece of rotten apple in there for them to eat, you walk away and go about your day. You may come back and check on it five, six, seven days later, take a peep inside, look around, see what's happening. That's about it. You know, so we're, 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 we're an ant farm, man. We have to, you know, <laughs> learn how to walk, we have to learn how to take a few steps before we can expect any assistance from any races of people that are out there, in my opinion. Uh, just looking at it from a logical standpoint, that you don't, you don't, you're not going to just jump in here and start bailing people out, and they can't even walk yet. When they, when we, when we take over this planet and overthrow these 100 families, that's when we're going to make, uh, you know, a, a name for ourselves. That's when it's going to be like, okay, they may be getting close to being ready now. That's the next. So we're a little ways off from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget who it was. Well, not meet you, Kaku. The level of civilization, like we're still harnessing energy from from coal and stuff. Like you know, we're not like the level. Yeah, we're at top, we're top zero. Yeah, types. Yeah, there you go. What's up, Pat? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the, the uh, I was just going to point out Elon Musk tweeted out yesterday, and this is very interesting because he said, I am selling almost all physical possessions, will own no house. And I want to tweet back to him and say, if I were you, I wouldn't want to own a house either when everybody figures out what Skynet's going to be used for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, that, and, and it all comes down to educating people, you know, that's the that's the thing. You know, you've reached a level of consciousness. Uh, you're very, very intelligent. You know, just listening to you is amazing. But for most people, they don't even know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the, you know, the, the Chinese companies that that own um, so much, so much of America and Canada and other countries. But at the same time, we've got former politicians serving as agents for these for these Chinese corporations. You know, uh, Speaker of the House John John uh, Boehner is yeah. one of them. You know, they're registered as foreign agents. Charles yeah. uh, Boussani from Louisiana, John Christensen from Nebraska, David Feist, uh, Furstein from, uh, he's been a career diplomat his whole life, um, advisor for the Clintons, Mike Holtzman, who was the guy that got the, the job done to transfer the technology for satellites over to China that gives them the ability to shoot down our satellites. Um, mm. These guys, you know, and Purdy from the Bush administration. So that's the thing. People need to wake up to the the basic facts first yeah. and then be able to attack this problem by saying, whoa, bro, uh, this system is broke. We got to bring it down and, and change this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, depending on where you are in the world, you may not be in a, um, you know, you may be a, a democratic society or not. But either way, the whole planet is based off of capitalism. And because of that, capitalism, uh, it has no regard for human life. You know, that's the big thing. That's the big problem with capitalism. The way that it's set up now, the system that we're under, just, you know, people are just fodder. You know, we're just all we are. And and, uh, we're completely expendable. And we're just ends to the means of the people that wear the $10,000 suits. And, um, you know, they see us as nothing, just, you know, okay, they're gone, put somebody else in that spot. And that's the way it's been really all the way back since the, almost since the beginning of the human race on this planet, once the genetic modifications occurred. Hmm. Uh, you know, so we, we got to, man, that's what I say, man, we got to re- really 
push hard to wake up people on this planet and get the next generation conscious and the next generation conscious. This is why I use a lot, a lot of my stuff is targeted towards younger people because I'm trying to go after the future generations because those future generations now will end up in a judge's chair, a sheriff's chair, a political seat somewhere right. potentially. And if they're conscious enough, we'll make the right decision or press the right button or help out the right people or yeah. plug the right people in to make some significant changes as we try to move towards a brand new type of economic system, which needs to happen and eventually will happen because you can't go into a golden age under capitalism. So the fact that there's no capitalism in a golden age lets me know that it will collapse at some point. So how do you, what, what, what would be the best transition? What would be, uh, uh, what type of system would you say is best? Um, you know, everyone's, everyone's, uh, a sovereign, um, energy, uh, producer and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, tell me. It could be, uh, well, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. If we release a lot of the technologies, there'll be no need for a power plant anywhere. There wouldn't be any need for an electric company. Everybody will be, uh, every every device will be uh, access, have access to energy on its own. And so energy will be an international thing, and a solution will be, well, be, you can't even meter it. It won't even be metered anymore. The next thing is all this technology that we have uh, utilized to help alleviate the workload of human beings and get the get the um, get those to do the work, but without AI, the basic the basics of needs to be done, and let people oversee that. Uh, but how good you are in society will be based on how good you are, how the, the level you get in society. Maybe it's, you know, how good you are, what you do, and how how much of a service to others are you, um, and uh, and maybe an anarchistic type of a, uh, of an uh, economy where everybody's their own boss and everybody does their own thing. But right. then there is some type of sort of you know, many miniature or minuscule legislation that allows parameters and guidelines, but nothing to, you know, kind of where it is right now with this complete dominance of a very small few and that create and lobby and create their own rules and their own laws. Even if they're, even if they're evil or kill people, they can still walk and get away with it. But a guy that grows uh, a, a marijuana plant in his backyard goes to jail for 20 years. I mean, the balance is way off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, I, I think, I mean, I, there are some obviously, well, I, I don't even know. I'm not very smart about that. But I think it's more, whether it's religion or or government, it's less the government style, if you will, than it is the people who apply it. Like, I think capitalism has its merits, but when you get into crony capitalism and then everybody just becomes, like you said, just ones and zeros and it really is, it's not a level playing field where everybody can just, you know, pick themselves up by their bootstraps because so many people monopolize industries, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I um, I don't want to keep you much longer, actually, Pat. You got anything left for him? I think when we get you on next time, we're gonna have to go simulation and talk simulation because I really dig it when you get into that, and uh, it's I find that so fascinating as well. I think, in my own opinion, I think this could be like a big fucking ten thousand year down the line version of The Sims. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we'll yeah. call this episode the West World, uh, you know, for our era, and we'll go in hard on it. Oh, you, oh that's what we're in, in Westworld right oh, now. Oh, the Netflix show? I heard that's pretty good. Is it dope? Yeah, yeah. It's actually an HBO series. I moved off Netflix to HBO. And okay. uh, season one, two, and three, it will blow your mind. But it's, it exposes the true nature of our reality and this garden of Eden that we're living in and the satans that run us. 
Wow. I'll have to check, check that out. out. I've heard about it. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Facebook or uh, Skype does not. Last time we had some audio stuff, and it's just been kind of in and out here. But hopefully everybody has been patient with the limited audio issues and have absorbed this incredible message from this freaking big brain. Patrick, any closing <laughs> any closing questions? Only, I don't. I don't need. The, I don't need any more knowledge from me today. It's already falling out of my ears, bro. Right. I, I, I'm trying to keep it in. You know what I'm saying? So, Billy, thank you so much for joining us, man. This is uh, amazing. Just to get you back on and love, love talking to you, brother. No problem. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Right. Yeah, you man. Guys. That is forbidden. Not yet. Yeah, you let everybody know where can we find all your stuff, dude? Because you got you got you're wearing a lot of hats yeah. right now. Well, go to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv with the number four, or you can type in FOR, but ForbiddenKnowledge.tv on any mobile device. We're going to be on Roku and uh, Apple TV in a couple of weeks. We're already on the Forbidden Knowledge mobile app. You can stream Conscious TV available right to your house. Good for everybody in the family. Amazing content, great shows, documentaries, and it's only going to cost you 25 cents a day. Check it out. Try it for for free for three days if you like it. Keep it. If you don't like it, don't worry about it. Well, and if you happen to need a couple of uh, incredibly sexy and halfway intelligent podcast hosts to pr- you know provide some yes. content for the show, <laughs> it'd be more than happy. I'd love to do that, man. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, we've been trying yeah. to crack into you know the, the TV world with just different uh, subjects like this, or just a myriad of subjects that we cover. So, hey, maybe something we can talk about down the line. Billy, I thank you so very much, brother. You are very inspirational. And your knowledge is so very game-changing to help people's, again, mindset changes. So then, of course, hopefully their behavior changes, man. Peace and so much love, my friend. Again, thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace. So much love. Stay tuned. There will always be more.